You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta, joined as always by my guy Rocky Magana, Kramer Sansone in the background, helping us keep this thing moving here on Sunday evening. Kansas City Chiefs take down the Los Angeles Rams 26 to 10. And I'm going to be honest with our audience this evening, Rocky. Um, I kind of just want to keep this thing a little quick tonight and just kind of get in and get out. I'm a little under the weather. The Chiefs weren't very interested in this game on Sunday, and it really wasn't a very interesting game in general. But I think this is kind of exactly what we expected. Andy Reid was very bland offensively today. Um, but the Chiefs just talent-wise going against a, a much inferior opponent who's starting an undrafted third-string quarterback who's making his NFL debut against the Kansas City Chiefs. It just seemed like the heart was never really in it, but of course the Chiefs win, and there's some highlights that we'll get to from this game, but it was just kind of a slog on Sunday afternoon between the Chiefs and the Rams. Yeah, um, Chiefs came into this game looking like a team that knew they were going to win the game, and the Rams looked like a team that knew the Chiefs were going to win the game. And then both teams played a football game and it played out exactly that way. And you had about the same amount of tension in the game from something that was about similar to that. And I'll tell you what, though, the Chiefs defense, their pass rush looked really good today. But then when you when you sit here and you say that the Chiefs pass rush looked good today, it's kind of like saying you know, a Chiefs pass rush looked really good against a bad offensive line. It's like, for instance, <laughs> that's Kramer, exactly what it, what it's, it was. It's like, it's Steven, <laughs> it's like for this, like, for instance, you're an eight easy. You're easily an eight. I'm easily like, a, I'm a troll. I'm like a four at best. Stand <laughs> next to me in a photo, us side by side. You look like a 10. I still look like a four. Oh, thank you. That's, I mean, like that's, that's the Chiefs defensive line today. <laughs> I you know? appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking all throughout the game. And really, we I think we should start with the defense because the defense was better today than the offense was overall. Um, and the defense really, I think, was more exciting to watch than the offense at times in this game. Uh, they were putting pressure on Bryce Perkins throughout the entire contest. But like you just mentioned, Rocky, and we covered it plenty at Arrowhead Pride coming into this game. The Rams have one of the absolute worst offensive lines in football. So if you couldn't dominate this offensive line, there was going to be some issues. And everybody got in on the sack party today. And this is exactly what their defense should have done against this offense. Like Chris Jones had a sack. Frank Clark looked really good today. And he actually looked explosive. Like maybe we're going to get uh, Frank to go on a little run here down the uh, stretches. The Chiefs try to claim the number one overall seed in the AFC. George Karloftis got a sack today. Willie Gay got in on it. Like, that's what you do against this team. This is how you should win this game. And it doesn't always have to be pretty in the NFL. But the offense was kind of just going through the motions today. So it was nice to see this Chiefs pass rush just dominate their offensive line. Even though we know their offensive line is inferior, they did exactly what they're supposed to do. And that's all I really cared about going into this game. Yeah, I mean, that's what you can hope for. That's what you you hope to see out of the defense in a game like this where you're going against an undrafted quarterback who's never started a game in the NFL before. You know, Allen Robinson's out. Cooper Cup is out. He has no targets that are dependable wide receivers. And you want to see this Chiefs defense come out here and kind of just lay the hammer down, shut them down. Don't let them really get anywhere. Um, 
one one drive aside where they looked like they got a little bit lazy there, you know, when they gave up the touchdown. Other than that, you know, the Chiefs defense balled out today. There was a couple of times where I think the Chiefs got into their backfield so easily that they just kind of stopped for a second and were kind of looking at Bryce Perkins because they didn't want him to, to break containment, but they didn't really know what to do. They were like, wait a minute. Why are we in the backfield so fast here? We just let's okay, let's just kind of keep this guy in front of us and make him throw the ball, and then we'll break it up. Um, you know, Carlos. I mean, yeah, everybody on the team looked great today. Legarius Sneed. Oh my gosh, I held my breath because you don't want to lose Legarius Sneed on a game that doesn't matter like this. And the fact that he was able to come back and ball out like he did um, was awesome. But he was all over the place today. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up Legarius Sneed because he did leave the game in the first half to be evaluated for a concussion, but he came back in at the start of the second half, and you can see his interception right here, which was a game-changing play immediately following maybe the worst red zone interception of Patrick Mahomes' career, where uh, it, it was a series that saw them do a pitch to Sky Moore, throw back to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes tries to throw a touchdown to Travis Kelsey, but it gets batted down in the end zone. And then he follows it up with a play where he's escaping pressure, trying to make a play like we've seen him do countless times and just throws a really bad football and throws it right to a Rams defender. And then Legarius Steed comes in on, on the following play once the Rams take over and makes and makes that interception, which he did play great today and it, he is one of the most underrated players in football this season. And I, I, I don't think it's crazy to say that like Legarius need his coming into this season. I feel like uh, a lot of people were like, he is uh, a great blitzer. He is a great tackler. He can give you a lot there, but he leaves a lot to be desired as, as a cover guy. And I think this season we've really seen him shape himself into one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL and one of the better defensive players in the NFL. Like he is just a really, really talented player who makes plays for the chiefs on a weekly basis. And he's a really, really important piece to this defense, especially when you look ahead on the schedule and next week you got to take on the seven and four Cincinnati Bengals who beat you twice last year and have been looking pretty good recently. Oh, hundred percent. Um, you're going to need all your bullets in your chambers. You know, if you're the Chiefs defense going into next week against Cincinnati, um, the Chiefs shouldn't have lost to Cincinnati last year, but they lost to them twice. Like you got to be feeling some sort of way if you're the Chiefs defense and the Chiefs offense for that matter going into next week. And and the thing you got to love about Legarius Sneed is a lot of times people say, oh well, he may he might be. You know, you might be giving up a little bit in coverage with him, but that's because he purposely puts himself on the toughest assignment. Like he'll go to Coach Reed and say, "Okay, listen, we're getting beat by this guy. Put me on him on the outside. Like, let me battle with him. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to back down. He, I might get beat a couple of reps, but he's going to go toe to toe with the guy, and in the end, he's going to win more than he loses. And that's the thing you that you that you don't see." In a, in a lot of defensive backs, I think is they say that he has to have a short memory to be a defensive back, right? Yeah. But Legarius Need has a short memory and he's a pit bull. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to go back down. He's going after you every single rep. And it doesn't matter if you beat him last time. He's coming right back at you. Yeah, and it, it's worth mentioning in this game too, and we'll get to the offense here in just a minute as a uh, commenter mentions. I want to remind you guys, use hashtag AP Rapid Reaction in the comment section. We'll try to get to some of your observations and takeaways from the Chiefs win over the Rams at the end of the show. But I, I do want to mention before we move off of the defense that linebacker Willie Gay and rookie safety Brian Cook, who was getting the start with injured Juan Thornhill out in this game, did at one point collide in this game. Brian Cook was trying to make a tackle and <laughs> – accidentally just helmet to helmet hit Willie Gay and they both went down, but Gay was able to stay in the game. Cook was getting evaluated on the sideline, but it seems like they're both okay. So no serious injuries coming out of this game, which is a huge plus uh, ahead of next week's massive game against the Cincinnati Bengals. But yeah, I, I think the defense really deserves a lot of credit today because the offense felt like it was just kind of going through the motions. You know, you're playing an inferior opponent, it never at any point in this game did you think the Rams were gonna come back and and you know pull off a massive upset or anything like that. Like it was just a nice, easy kind of slog of a victory on Sunday for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
but a player who continues to show up each and every week for this defense, uh, despite the criticism that he undeservedly gets sometimes from uh, from members of the media and Chiefs fans across Kansas City is linebacker Nick Bolton, who, again, looked fantastic today. And it's, you know, if you want to pick apart Bolton's game and say, like, he's unimpressive in certain situations, like, I, I don't think that's really fair to him as a player. I think that he is really, really good at what the Chiefs need from him. He is not a great coverage linebacker. But for the second consecutive game, he was all over the field for the Chiefs and is making big tackles. And then he comes up with an interception for the second consecutive game. And yeah, that was a batted ball, which the Chiefs are great at this year, by the way. The, the, those passes deflected at the line of scrimmage, they've been fantastic at that all season long. But Nick Bolton is just a playmaker. Like he always seems to be in the right spot. He's always where you need him to be to make a play when you need something from the defense. And he's really outside of Chris Jones. There's a case to be made that Nick Bolton has been the Chiefs' most consistent playmaker on the defensive side of the ball this year. I mean, listen, if you want to cherry pick reps, you can make any player look bad. Guess what? Justin Jefferson doesn't win on 100% of his routes. Patrick Mahomes doesn't make 100% of the best reads. Patrick Mahomes doesn't make 100% of his throws. He missed a couple of throws today that we saw, and he had that horrible interception. If you want to go through and cherry-pick reps on a guy, you're always going to be able to make a case for why this guy is, quote-unquote, not good. But you know what? Turn on the tape. The tape The tape speaks for itself. Nick Bolton is a baller. He plays downhill. He's the best tackler in the NFL. He wears the green dot. He's responsible for getting everybody lined up on the defense and in position. Anytime you see a great defensive play on defense, it's because Nick Bolton got them lined up where they were supposed to be ahead of time. Nothing happens on this defense without Nick Bolton having a hand in it. That also being said, I could be wrong, Serta, but uh, is he leading the team in interceptions this year? Um, After this this week and last week? I, I don't know that off the top of my head, but it probably is right. Uh, Who else has two interceptions? They don't they they haven't turned the football or they haven't created turnovers a ton this season. So I I don't have that up in front of me right now, but I'm just gonna assume that it's right because yeah, I'm gonna say Nick Bolton leads the leads the leads the team in interceptions. And so uh Nick Bolton and on out there who are trying to spin a false narrative that he's not a good football player like it's it's just not true like yeah yeah you had it you had an idea you maybe thought that you had the tape to back it up earlier in the season but as the season continues to progress nick bolton is has the receipts and he's putting the plays on tape that he is a fabulous all-world linebacker one of the best in the nfl and it's it's not a discussion it's, it's just a simple fact at this point yeah, I, I mean, I don't I don't believe Nick Bolton is truly like an all pro level linebacker just yet in his NFL career, but he's only in his second season and he's gotten better uh, this year than he was last season. And he is a very, very important part of what the Chiefs do defensively. And I think part of the reason that we've seen them kind of improve, improve, improve as they get healthier and healthier this season is what you just mentioned, Rocky. Nick Bolton, knowing where everybody needs to line up, getting them set up, making the calls and making sure everybody knows their assignments and all of that stuff. Like he is a really impressive player for the Chiefs who is on the rise. So uh, I, I don't think we need to criticize his game constantly when he seems to make plays for this defense each and every week. And there's always something that you can cherry pick from, from an NFL game. So Nick Bolton's fantastic and, and we should all enjoy him because he is a great player, but I want to move to the offense. And, and it's confirmed via ESPN. Nick Bolton leads the team in interceptions. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. So uh, that's a team with a lot of young defensive back talent. Nick Bolton is your team leader in interceptions this season, but Moving to the offensive side of the ball, uh, we already mentioned the bad trick play in the red zone and this offensive performance from the Kansas City Chiefs, despite Patrick Mahomes still throwing for a lot of passing yards, he only gets a one touchdown uh, to Travis Kelsey in the first first quarter of the game. 
it was just kind of a slog and you know the rams defense isn't terrible like they still have some playmakers on that side of the ball and you can see travis kelsey just cooking jalen ramsey right now but you know aaron donald still aaron donald they've got some other nice pieces along that defense but I don't think that this offensive performance was something that we need to worry about Kansas city or like the Rams were doing something specifically that was giving them problems. It just kind of seemed like they weren't that interested in this game. And we've seen this Chiefs team play down to their opponents at times in the past. So I don't think that's crazy. And I also think there is truth to Andy Reed knowing well, I don't need to show them a ton of stuff this week. Like we got a really big game against the Bengals next week. And I've got some stuff because they beat us twice last year. And I've got some stuff that's specifically for them that I'm going to dust off and bust out next week. So we can kind of come to the table with this vanilla game plan. And we're talented enough and we got enough playmakers that it'll be enough to win. And that's exactly what it was for the Chiefs offensively on Sunday. Yeah, 100%. Um, Andy Reid is a master and you and people will complain about the Chiefs don't blow teams out, right? Like the Chiefs, they don't, they don't put their foot on the throat of the team. They don't blow them out very often. What the reason why is because Andy Reid is a master of knowing how much he needs to do to win a football game. Like you'll see it in the second half against good teams. You know, the Chiefs will get up by a certain percentage and then he'll take his foot off the gas and the, and the Chiefs end up winning by, nine points or something like that right it's it's aggravating to fans sometimes but the reason why is because Andy Reid has such a good feel for the tempo of a game and the flow of a game that he knows exactly what he needs to do to beat that team on that day and he's not going to show anything else other than that and I mean I think you saw that you know perfectly on the final drive of the game the Chiefs really wanted to get in the end zone there at the end of the game it's not like the Rams are really going to be fighting them that hard you know, um, the Rams wanted the ball back. The Chiefs, the Chiefs genuinely just were just we're just gonna run the ball Pacheco over and over and over again. If we get in the end zone, good. If we don't, we'll kick the field goal, we'll be up by 16. They don't have enough time left to come back. I mean, that was literally their game plan there at the end of the game. Um, yeah, the trick play, I honestly think Andy Reid's probably been sitting on that play for a while and he doesn't think that it was gonna work. He didn't think he could actually get away with it. So he said, you know what, let's try it against these guys. Let's just try it against these guys and see if it works. And it didn't. And now he knows. And he he can sleep at night knowing that the play that he wanted to know if it worked didn't work. You know? Um, I will say but- on that play, it seemed like it was there. Like, it, it was there and they could have pulled it off. I think that Kelsey was open for a second, but Mahomes kind of hesitated to throw the ball because I think he was scared he was going to drop it on the throwback. And yeah. so he took longer to to actually look Kelsey's way than he normally would. And that's why he wasn't able to find him for the touchdown. But that's exactly what that play felt like. It just felt like, uh, oh, we're on cruise control today. And I've just been wanting to try this play for a while. So let's just throw it out there because I'm certainly not going to do it in a big game. But this game, sure, yeah. let's give it a shot. That's exactly what it was. And I, I'll tell you what, coming out of this game, like there's no real concerns on offense. Even they didn't look great today other than the fact that MVS continues to be MVS and he's, he's unreliable. Um, He lets way too many balls hit his hands and just end up on the turf. I feel like Marquez Valdez Scantling is that friend that everybody has where you make plans to hang out. And then eight times out of 10, the day of they either don't show up or they cancel on you. Right. But those two times that you guys hang out, you always have a really great time together and it's like awesome. So you stay friends with that person, knowing that eight out of 10 times they're just going to cancel on you. I, that's that's how MVS is when you throw him the ball. You know, eight out of 10 times he may lose concentration and make a bonehead error. But then those two times he's going to make a catch, in a contested catch like he had in the, late, late in the second half that was completely awesome. That kind of makes it all worthwhile. Uh, and that's exactly who MVS is. And we knew that when he signed with the Kansas City Chiefs, he's he's got the size, he's got the speed, he lacks a little bit in the route department, and he's inconsistent at getting open. Like, that's kind of who he's been his entire NFL career. But occasionally he can make some big plays for you. And, you know, he did that today. Patrick Mahomes hit 10 different pass catchers again today. But the highest yardage total was Travis Kelsey with 57 yards. MVS was right behind him with 56. Like 
the ball was getting placed all over the all over the field like it has been all season with Patrick Mahomes. They just weren't creating the big explosive scoring plays. And again, it felt like they were just kind of going through the motions of this game. But you know, Isaiah Pacheco uh, continues to take the Chiefs early lead back role. And he was fine today. Nothing like totally overwhelming where you're like, oh, man, like I, I, I am so juiced about Pacheco. I, I still think he's. Right now, he looks like he's a fine NFL running back, but he certainly hasn't shown you anything to make you believe like, oh, this guy's going to be a superstar just yet in his career. But he did find the end zone for his second NFL touchdown, and Ronald Jones was on the field. He actually got a couple of plays. They actually threw a pass to him. That was his first touch as a chief. They decided to dial up a Ronald Jones screen pass. That is not what I was expecting at all. But he actually showed some juice. And with Clyde Edwards-Alaire on IR, we're probably going to get some Ronald Jones here over the next few weeks. I mean, I think, honestly, if you if you look at tonight, that was one of the bright bright spots is that Rojo looked like he had some, some life in his legs. Um, Ronald Jones and Isaiah Pacheco are kind of a pretty electric one-two punch, you know, coming out of the backfield. And then you have Jet McKinnon on passing downs and in pass protection. And – you're not losing a lot. Like, like it's, it stinks that Clyde's on IR, but you're not, it didn't look like you lost a whole lot today with Rojo out there in place, in place of Clyde. Um, I, I've been kind of a, uh, I've been down on Rojo since the Chiefs signed him and I've questioned the, the, the signing. But after tonight, I, I'm excited to see more Rojo in this offense. I mean, he looked, he looked like he was running strong. You know, he was decisive. He got up field fast. He looked great in the passing game. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty promising first outing for the guy. Yeah, I mean, we've seen bursts of success from Ronald Jones in the past during his time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, we know he can be a capable early down running back. He's always struggled with the pass blocking and the pass catching. He's always been really inconsistent about that. But I am interested to see him get a few more opportunities here over the next few weeks while they're working on getting Clyde back on the field. Cause I do think Clyde will step back into a role in this offense, but it is good to see Ronald Jones show some burst and some juice when he gets some opportunities. And, you know, Travis Kelsey, of course, finds the end zone again, just continues to absolutely dominate for the chiefs. Uh, he already has 12 touchdowns on the season, which is a career high. And he's on pace right now to set the tight end touchdown record, which was 17 set by Rob Gronkowski. So, if Travis Kelsey's season continues on this trajectory, it could be another historical season for him. Patrick Mahomes already setting records and seems like he is all but a lock for the NFL MVP. But before we get out of here, I want to mention rookie wide receiver Sky Moore. Now, Sky, of course, again, fumbled today on his first opportunity to return a punt early in the game giving the football to the Rams in really good field position because he fumbled the punt. Yet again, it was his third time this season. He did not return as the punt returner for the rest of the game, which apparently it took three. That three is where Dave Tobe drew the line and said, okay, we can't have you out there doing this. Even though we've been screaming for weeks, he just looks uncomfortable in that role. He does not look like he belongs back there. It's not something he did in college. It's not something he's had a lot of practice at. Like, just stop putting him out there. And so we saw Trent McDuffie take some take some punt reps. We saw uh, Justin Watson take some punt reps. If Kadarius Tony returns anytime in the near future, we'd expect that he's probably going to be their main punt returner. And it just feels good that they're finally committed to moving away from him as a punt returner because that's just not what he does. But offensively, he got more reps again with McCole Hardman on injured reserve right now. Sky Moore looks like he could be a playmaker in this offense. He looks like he could be a really good weapon for the Chiefs down the stretch here if they just continue to find ways to get him the ball and especially trying to fill that McCole Hardman void. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people are up and down on the play of McCole Hardman throughout his entire Chiefs career because he's been inconsistent at times. But he was in the middle of his best season as a Kansas City Chief, and he was a serious weapon for this offense. So they need other players to step up. Juju was kind of eased back into action after the concussion. And Sky offensively is making plays. Like, he looks good out there as a wide receiver because that's what he is. He's just not a special teamer. He's not a kick returner. 
So I, I think that's the biggest thing we should take away from this game. The Chiefs finally committed to not having him return kicks because it is a flat-out liability, and we should all be happy about that. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it, it's not Sky Moore's fault that he fumbled the football. He is not a kick returner. He's never been a kick returner. Sky Moore was not born a punt returner. Sky Moore was born a wide receiver. And guess what? Sky Moore is a really, really good wide receiver, and he's kind of coming into his own, and he's making some plays for this offense, and he stepped up today in kind of a big way and made some tough catches. But the only person to blame for the Sky Moore fumbles at this point is Dave is Dave Tope. He's the one that keeps running the guy out there who's not comfortable in the position to do it over and over and over again. And Dave Tobe is entering is in his 10th season with the chiefs as a, as special teams coordinator or, and, and also I think it's fifth as assistant head coach. And he's been a great coach for the chiefs over all these years. He's not having his best season this year. I mean, yeah, you, 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 you put, you put sky Moore out there over and over and over again and try to force a square peg in a round hole and make him something that he's not. And then you get, you get, you get beat, on a fake punt today as well, which isn't a great look. And you can't say that, you know, okay, well, they, the guy ran a great route. That was Trent McDuffie out there. If the, if the, if the kicking team was at the return team was looking for a fake punt, there's no way Trent McDuffie doesn't cover that route. You can't, you can't convince me otherwise. And we've seen this multiple times throughout the season. You know, we had the onside kick against Jacksonville where I don't know what it is. I don't know if, if he's stretched too thin or if he's really trying to work with Harrison Bucker and, and, and get in and get him back to a hundred percent or whatever's going on there. But Dave Tobe keeps getting caught with his pants down and we, it's not a situation where, where, okay, well, sometimes they try an onside kick or they try a fake punt and we stop them and sometimes they get it so far this season. It feels like they just get it, you know, and, and we keep on getting caught. And today it didn't matter. It was not going to matter at all today. There's never a scenario where that fake us not stopping that fake punt was going to matter. But guess what? In the playoffs or next week, that's going to matter. And if he doesn't lock it up soon, then that's going to matter in a very important game. And it's not going to look good. Yeah. I, I think that Dave Tobe is in the middle of his worst season here in Kansas city. Um, you know, I, I think that coming into this season, because of the shape of the roster and all of the young players that they went out and drafted, it kind of affected Dave Tobe being able to fill out that back half of the roster the way that he normally likes to with his special teams guys. Like, you know, I know Marcus Kemp is on the team technically at this point, but like, there's a lot of those kind of guys that are Dave Tobe guys that he usually has a say in those guys be, be, because. They're good special teams players. They're guys that he can put out there and rely upon to not be liabilities on that side of the ball. And, you know, I think this season he didn't have as much say in it just because the Chiefs have so many young players and so much youth. And so they've struggled a little bit. But you just can't be a liability on special teams. Like, we, I, I think back to the Green Bay Packers and their playoff loss. It basically came down to their special teams being a total liability, which is what they were all last season for that team. And I don't think the Chiefs special teams are quite that bad. You just can't be sitting around waiting for them to make a mistake. And it seems like they make a mistake every single week now, but you're still one of the most talented teams in football. So you generally overcome those mistakes aside from the Indianapolis Colts loss earlier this season. I don't know what the answers are there. Uh, I, I mean, we know one answer, and it's don't put Sky Moore on special teams anymore. And it seems like we got the answer to that today. So hopefully the rest of it starts meshing and they figure it out and, and it all kind of work and kind of starts moving in a better direction to where we don't have to worry about the special teams every single week. But this late in the season, it kind of feels like it is what it is. Yeah, it does feel like it is what it is. And it's not a settling feeling. But at the same time, I mean, you, you, it's hard to also argue with the results, you know, right? The Chiefs are sitting here, you know, running away with their division, best team in the AFC, going into a showdown with, with the Bengals next week. And we won, we won walking away on a, on a very easy game today. So eh, it is what it is, yeah. Steve. It is what it is. 
And Chiefs again improved to nine and two on the season ahead of their contest in Cincinnati next week against the seven and four Bengals. Obviously, big, big AFC matchup next week against that team. So we'll have you covered here at arrowheadpride.com all throughout the week. Please make sure you check out everything that we have ahead of next week's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we are doing on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, I want to remind you that immediately following the show, we will have all the post-game press conferences from today's Kansas City Chiefs win over the Rams. Uh, before we get out of here, you can follow Rocky on Twitter at Rocky Magana. You can follow our producer, Kramer Sanso, at Kramer Talks. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. We will talk to you guys next week. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Once again, thank you for listening to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. Kansas City Chiefs take down the Los Angeles Rams 26-10 on Sunday. After the game, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, linebacker Nick Bolton, and running back Isaiah Pacheco. Here's head coach Andy Reid. One that had anything, um, he hurt his elbow, and uh, he should be fine, uh, but it was it was hurting. Uh, the crowd was unbelievable tonight. Uh, it was a uh, it was a great welcome for for the Rams. Um, Sean does a heck of a job with that with that football team, and they've had a lot of injuries, so he's battling through all of that. Um, but it was a good uh, good opponent, and I was proud of our guys for the job that they did of. Uh, definitely not taking them lightly, coming out and playing good aggressive football on both sides of the ball. Um, and then um, I, I better not slight the American Heritage game today, too. That's a, uh, we sure welcome that in our um, – so anyways, uh, but it was a great night to have that and coming out with a, with a nice victory. So um, got to do a little better in the red zone. Uh, that's a place we're normally pretty good, but we were, we were off just a – a tick uh, tonight, and we'll we'll go back to the drawing board on that and make sure we take care of that. It was good to get Allegretti in there and playing. I thought he did a nice job, as did the offensive line. Um, Pat had a, another big night, um, and uh, with 300 plus yards, you know, and we kind of take those for granted, but uh, not easy to do. Defensively, I thought we just played a heck of a football game, um, whether it was Bolton or. Um, Cook stepping in and doing a nice job. 38 comes back in, has a huge pick for us um, to kind of start the kind of end things for us. Um, um, anyways, I, I, the defensive front I thought played well, strong uh, against the run and the pass. Anyways, with that, uh, time's yours. You brought up the red zone problems. Something you can put your finger on there for why it wasn't working down there? Yeah, um, there is, but I'm not going to tell you because we got to play Cincinnati you know, coming up here. Yeah, statistical dominance was pretty significant most of the game, but the score didn't really reflect that. It, it, is there anything to the idea that at some point you guys just you're pushing the other team around, and I don't know if they lose focus or, or did you feel like they were? No, they did. Listen, they did a good job. We're not, you know, we're not playing a JV team. That, that defense is one top ten defense. So I mean, you know, it's not like uh, they're they're no good. So uh, they did a nice job against us, and. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's all part of it. But in between uh, red zones, there we sure move the ball well. But 
a lot of good things happen there. Well, we'll see. Um, that wasn't a very good showing for him, although he came back and had that nice catch right after that, which for a young kid to kind of get that out of his mind, I thought was a, a plus. Coach, it looked like uh, for uh, Nick Allegretti to have to go against Aaron Donald. Yeah, Aaron's a pretty good player, so uh, that's a big challenge. But he, he did a nice job. We, you know, I thought Andy Heck had a nice scheme set up too to. Um, work at, you know, slides and so on uh, with him. But both he and 54, uh, you know, you, bet, you better be on your A game because both those two are good football players. On Donald, it looked like early, it looked like he flashed a few times and you guys really kind of settled down after that. Was something you guys did or just get into the game flow? Probably more in the flow uh, than anything different there. Coach Reed, 13 <clears throat> wins for Patrick Mahomes in the month of November. I mean, you sit back and look at that number, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, no, that is. Yeah, November's over too, so I mean, that's a, on to December. But I, that's, uh, yeah, no, he's an amazing guy, amazing player. So uh, we're lucky to have him here. And, and um, you know, but yes, I agree. Um, Juju got back in the action after being out for a week. Looked like he didn't have any rest at all. What would you think of how he played? I thought he did a good job. You know, we didn't get him the ball enough in the first half. Um, and that's my responsibility to, to do that. But in the second half, he, he sure started off nice with some big big plays for us. We're going to talk to Nick Bolton here, but he was in on uh, a dozen tackles, maybe more. Yeah, he's, what, uh, what in particular is he doing so well right now? From the yeah, well, his instincts. I mean, Spags has mentioned that too, but his instincts, his ability to tackle um, uh, in tight areas and, um, and then also in the field, I think, is big. Um, I mean, he'll tell you that it helps to have a good defensive line too. So he, but he's having uh, definitely an all-pro type season. You know, he's a heck of a football player. Playing with Juju concerted effort just to ease him back in staff-wise, it did seem like he had a little bit less. Yeah, we tried. Listen, we were trying to rotate all the guys in um, as we went, and Juju was part of that. So um, we weren't sure early in the week where where he was going to be at. So the other guys had some numbers called there. Okay, we good? Yep. Patrick, just in, in general, what, what's your takeaway from winning this game the way you guys did? Yeah, I mean, I thought defense played well. Um, obviously, um, some special teams, some offense we got to clean up. Um, the defense kept us in the game, got some turnovers for us, got some big stops after some turnovers that we made. Um, but uh, especially in the red zone, we got to execute at a higher level. I got to execute at a higher level, and I got to stop. I got to take out, like, the one dumb play I make every game, it seems like. So if I can take that out, I think we'll be all right. I'm guessing you mean the, the, the pass in the end zone. Was there a no look? It like no, it wasn't a no look. I was going to throw it to Trav, and then at the last second, I, I, I didn't think I could get it in. It was one of those, like, I tried to pull it down a little bit, and I threw it directly into the dude's stomach. So just got to make sure that I don't do that, especially in the red zone, because those are the ones that kill you in big games. Um, and so uh, obviously you'd like to win, um, but uh, we got a lot, of, lot to get better at uh, offensively, uh, especially starting with me. Something else you can put your finger on for why you guys – Maybe struggled a little more than usual in the red zone? No, I mean, they, they did a good job. At the end of the day, they got great players. They still have a great defense over there. Uh, they did a great job of kind of passing off crossers down there. Um, they were in the right spots, kind of where I wanted to go. So, I mean, they, they had a good game plan. Um, I have to find ways to execute at a higher level, uh, get it to those guys in space. And uh, when we do have chances, we have to make sure that we get in the end zone. Um, so uh, that's just something that we can go back on film and uh, get better at. Patrick, you mentioned great players, and obviously the Rams have Aaron Donald. After that first series, he seemed almost like disappeared. What did you think of your, your blocking scheme to handle Aaron Donald? Yeah, I think they did a great job, man. They, they stayed with it. Those guys are going to fight to the very end. They're competitors. Um, and so we had uh, Nick in there who's played a lot of big games for us. And so um, throwing him in there uh, with those other guys, they battled the entire game um, and gave us chances to score, t uh, score points. And so um, I'm always proud of those guys. that They continue to get better and better. We'll win, we'll win a lot of football games. Yeah, I mean, they, they played a lot of zone coverages, and then when they played man, they put Jalen on them, um, which we kind of expected. Um, but, I mean, they did a good job. Um, I got to be better, like I said. Like, I, I miss a lot of open guys from the tablet, it looked like, so we'll see on the film. Um, so I just got to be better. I mean, just little things here and there. When you're playing a good defense, you got to execute at a higher level. So uh, I'll make sure to go back and work on my fundamentals and get back to it. Yeah. 
No, but it, like I know it was a good one because I was I just kind of he was my primary read, um, and some of those plays when he's a man coverage, you just let him let him work, and so I didn't know what he was going to do honestly because he had a deep crosser, but those are some of those routes sometimes that he just breaks out. So I, I was just kind of hanging on there. I know he made a good move, got him the ball uh, a little behind him, but he ended up making a good run after catch and then scoring a touchdown. Patrick, when you see a guy like Pacheco continue to have success, it's a kid who kind of runs like he would run through a brick wall. Yeah, he's got the right attitude. Um, he's going to continue to run. He's going to get those extra yards, when you, which are big, um, and he's going to continue to push and push to get better and be better. And so, um, in this league, you want um, those young backs uh, to continue to just push to get better, find ways to be more patient, find ways to hit the hole harder. Um, and he's done a great job of that. And uh, that running back room is, was big for us today, um, and has been big for us the last few weeks here. Patrick, with Cincinnati up next, I, we spoke about this a little bit at camp, but I, I wonder just the, the place of that last game in, in, in your heart, heart and mind after last season and what, what stuck with you about that second half. I mean, it's not a good place. I mean, they beat us. I played terrible in the second half. Um, and, and and we lost at home that could have sent us to the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll be ready to go this next week for sure. You took a little something away from it in, in particular, though, in terms of what you learned. Yeah, I mean, um, you learn that you got to just continue to, to push. You can't be satisfied with where you're at. Um, we scored a lot of points in the first half. We went in kind of thinking we were going to just kind of coast to the Super Bowl, but they're a team that's going to fight. So uh, they're going to fight to the very end. Um, that's why, why they were in the Super Bowl. And so we have to make sure that we go in with two uh, great halves of football and however long it takes. Patrick, you, uh, we've been talking about how good the Rams defense has been this whole press conference. Obviously, you guys are a good offense, but facing a team, a defense like that, and, and winning tonight and having some success there on the field, is that build confidence or is this offense already just very good? Yeah, I mean, we gotta, we got to be better. I mean, obviously it's a great defense. We have a ton of respect for them. Um, but we moved the ball kind of between the 20s, and it seemed like when we got down there in goal-to-goal uh, situations, we weren't able to score. And then when defense got turnovers, we weren't able to score. And so we pride ourselves on those two things, a red zone offense. We, we spent a ton of time in training camp on it. Um, and then scoring after turnovers. Those were game. <clears throat> those were games were won. And so, uh, we got to be better. We got to be better there, and we understand that. Um, and it starts with me of just getting the ball in my hand and get it to the right guy on time. Last four. Sky Moore threw a pretty good pass for a rookie. Oh yeah, you know Sky can throw. I think he played quarterback in high school. Um, and so we, that was kind of his first attempt. But you know, Coach Reed, once he sees he can throw a spiral, he might come back to it. So we'll, we'll see um, if we can uh, maybe get that into the game plan a little bit more. This is kind of been the theme all <clears throat> ten different receivers today. Just where are you at a place where I mean, you kind of feel like comfortable going to ten different guys? Yeah, I think I've gotten just you get more and more comfortable as the season goes on. You get more and more reps, and so. Um, um, there's even spots where tight ends will come in. There may be a play call to Travis um, that I'll throw to Jody or throw to throw to Noah because we kind of we that built that confidence in in them that they're going to get open as well. Um, and so we we kind of rotate the receivers in and out. Um, I think it makes us a better team. Um, and so um, those guys all have confidence that when they get in, they're going to make a play, and I'm going to give them chances too. Patrick, 13 straight for you in the month of November. What makes this month so good for you? Yeah, I think our team just our team just gets better and better as the season goes on. You just want to build. Um, you want to be good at the beginning of the year, obviously, but you want to be playing your best football at the end of the year. Um, and so Coach Reed and all our coaches do a great job of just continue to give us more and more and let us be better and better. Um, and it takes games like today. Whenever the offense isn't playing great, the defense has to play great. Um, and so uh, when you have a good team, um, that's when you win games at this time of the year. Last one. Patrick, looking at your team, because I know we talked about the Rams, but obviously your, your, your team, your defense only gave up 10 points. What about where, where your defense is at, especially when you, know, you had the interception, but then defense came back to pick them off to get you back in the score position? Yeah, they had a lot of big game, plays in the game. I think kind of let us handle the game, I guess, a little with a little bit of a room of, for cushion with the offense not playing well. I mean, if you think about the, the drop punt, then getting the, them right out of field goal range immediately with George's sack and then kind of shutting the door there. Um, you think about the inter, after the interception in the red zone, in the end zone, that could be a momentum builder, um, and they get the interception right back. I mean, there, there's a lot of young guys over there, and you can see them maturing as the year goes on. Um, and so um, as those young guys get better and better, to add in with the vets that we have on that side, I think they can be a really good, uh, uh, really good side of the ball, and they make this team really good. Thank you. Thanks, Pat.
any, any rhyme or reason to why there's been such a breakthrough with turnovers both for the team and, and personally with, with you? Yeah, uh, I kind of feel like uh, our D-line did a hell of a job again today, uh, during pressure, uh, getting the hands up. Uh, shout out to Close on that uh, pick. Uh, that's basically 75% him, 25% me. So uh, I give him credit on that one. Uh, but also, we just kind of catching the ball to come to us. So we had a couple ones early in the year uh, that we just dropped. Um, so we just kind of made, made a focus on that and just get the ones they give us and uh, just execute down the stretch and uh, try to get our hands on as many footballs as we can. <clears throat> Yeah, I feel like uh, we tackled pretty good today. Um, I kind of feel like uh, down the stretch, uh, we were able to tackle well, uh, forcing them to throw check downs, uh, especially when they needed points at the end. Uh, we played everything deep to short. OJ ended up getting a pick uh, on a dipper route. Uh, and he's played top down on that one. And um, also, me as well, I uh, ended up getting a hand on the ball. I was playing deep to short and caught that one. Uh, I kind of feel like that kind of helped us down the stretch. We stopped the run. Uh, we had one special run, I believe, uh, 38 yards. Um, we could have just could have stopped out and we just got to tackle a little bit better on that play. But other than that, I feel like our front played pretty good and our secondary covered very well. Yeah, we're going every single day. Um, we're just still not where we want to be. Uh, we're still going every single day, trying to be the best versions of ourselves. And um, that just starts to you know, come back in on Tuesday and go back to work. Um, we, we're progressing every single week. A lot of young guys are still stepping up, making plays for us. Uh, Willie, uh, Willie coming back helps a lot. Uh, Frank uh, is generating a lot of pressure. Carlos as well, and Chris is doing his thing. Uh, one of the best he tackles in football. Yeah, how much of a point of focus was it to make sure the quarterback didn't get you on the ground? Yeah, uh, he, he killed us kind of early on, on the ground uh, in that aspect of the game. Uh, he's a good football player, able to spin plays, especially out to his right uh, with his eyes downfield and made a couple good plays uh, for them down the stretch. And uh, uh, we were able to execute, still uh, find a way to get stops and sudden changes and um, uh, get him out the field on third downs. Yeah. Nick, obviously, congratulations mm -hmm. on tonight, but I got to ask you about the Tigers yesterday. Yeah. Did you get to watch? Were you watching? Absolutely. I'm very excited, man. Uh, I got two coaches on both sides. I respect a lot, uh, Coach Drink and Coach Odom. So uh, I got guys on both sides of that, that rivalry as well. So it was good seeing those guys go out there and compete and always in my Z, baby. Nick, what stands out to you the most as you get ready to play Cincinnati? What stands out to you the most about last year and the second half there? And mm -hmm. How much did it uh, affect how you went into the offseason? Uh, yeah, uh, Cincinnati, they got us twice last year. Uh, we didn't tackle very well, and we didn't uh, tackle the quarterback. We had a lot of uh, missed opportunities uh, last year to kind of end the game uh, with sacks and getting behind the sticks. No, we didn't, we didn't do that. Uh, so that kind of sticks out on me, and also had two drop interceptions, I believe, that game. Uh, so that's kind of one of the things kind of stung uh, in the offseason. I'll, I'll look back at the game and watch it. Did it sort of send you into the offseason with a little, I don't know if it's a little edge or motivation, but did that game linger with you a little? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't think I played very good personally. Uh, so I, I feel like uh, this year uh, I had to come in and be better uh, for, for our defense to be where it needs to be. And um, I spent a lot of time on that one in the offseason. All right. Yep. Thank you. Today you got your uh, first touchdown as a starter. Talk about that feeling. It seemed like you were a little hyped after that. You know, definitely I was hype. I was, I was excited. Uh, for me, uh, it's thankful for the O-line um, and the scheme that we ran. Uh, it all started at practice on Monday this week. Take us through your touchdown celebration. <laughs> uh, it's a little Uzi dance. Uh, it's called Shake That. I don't want to say that, but yeah, I shook it. So, you know, definitely good feeling. Uh, people back at home probably watch it. A little Jersey club, a little mixer. So representing Jersey always got to. Think you could take little Uzi on in a dance off or not? I'm sorry, excuse me? You think you could take little Uzi on in a dance off or not? <clears throat> I wouldn't say that, but... I probably can because I'm from Jersey, from Philly, so there's a little kind of little mixture between the dances there. Did you have family here today? Yes, I did. I had my aunt come down from California, drove 20 hours to get here, so, you know, it couldn't be a great atmosphere to be in and blessed. What's her name? Marlene. Pacheco. Brazil. She married, so she was Pacheco, she got married, so. How do you my uncle's here as well, too. <laughs> right, yeah, thank you. Like you're progressing you know just day by day going through the motions um you know never a day that i go by where you know i'm satisfied i uh, just keep working keep uh coming in the building with the same mindset same attitude um when i get out there uh, it's time to roll and when we're rolling we're going fast and y'all can see today we get a good momentum going get uh Rolling early. I think this is the third straight game with at least 15 carries. What does it mean to you that the team and Andy has kind of leaned into you as that back here? Um, 
doesn't really matter to carries, how many reps, how many play. I do whatever to help the team win. For me, uh, just keep working hard uh, at practice so when it comes out in games, we can execute on a fast pace. You know, uh, it's a physical game. We know that. You got pretty good pop down there in the red zone. And jump right up, let them know it didn't hurt, right? Is that an important part to make sure they know you, they didn't get the best out of you? Yeah, definitely. Always a, 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 a almost a, not afraid to but you know that bounce right there is to let him go uh, you know I'm not tired uh, I'm ready to keep rolling uh, for me the leaders they're, they're being leaders and for me as a leader as I was a leader growing up Four-year captain out of high school. I was a freshman as a captain all four years in high school. So for me, the leadership mentality has always grown with me. For me, to just keep continue to be myself and build off of the, the mentality that the older guys have in the room and keep pushing the O-line. I'm, I'm a dog. I'm going to keep working, and I'm thankful to be here. Excuse me? Um, you know, the, just getting up, and they see once you, you got that, that juice, that momentum bouncing off the ground, you know, you're excited and you're coming right back to the huddle and giving them pounds. Um, let's keep rolling, man. Four yards, that's all we need to win the down. Monday is at practice. Once we start that tape, once we start that film, um, it's time to get ready for the next opponent. And for me, it's just focus in, lock in. And this is Ronald's first action. What did you see from him? Um, definitely a great leader out there. You know, in practice, we're going to push each other, compete. So when it's, when it's time for on the field in the game, we're able to uh, execute. Isaiah, I talked to uh, Justin Reed in the locker room after the game, and he said you're one of his favorite players on the offense. What's it mean that the, the leaders of the team still look to you? You know, as a, a young guy growing up, looking at these players, watching them, uh, never been attended a football game, NFL game. So for me to play in one, to show who I really am, uh, to continue to be myself, don't change, uh, let the, uh, the game speak for itself. Thank you. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.